Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Robert Nickel. Robert, you are the founder and CEO of Rocket Station, found on the web at rocketstation.com. Robert, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, big fan of the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate uh, appreciate the time. Love the guests that you have on. So I'm honored to be here. Thanks a lot. Yeah. So give us an overview. What does Rocket Station do? Cool name, by the way. Yeah, I uh, appreciate it. I was an entrepreneur pretty quick out of college, and I thought I was going to take over the world. And I was pretty good at, at some core functional things in the business. My business was real estate investing. So I was really good at sales and marketing and the, the front end piece of running the business. Yes. I was terrible at back office support, accounting and bookkeeping, inside sales, customer service, you know, all transaction uh, business, the repetitive type tasks. So uh, I really struggled with the day-to-day operations in the business. I, that was early 2008, 2009. And over the next several years, kind of created a process, a system for small to mid-sized businesses to be able to hire and uh, manage virtual teams effectively. And so that's what Rocket Station is today. Yeah. Do you find that most business owners that you work with are are good at, at one or two things? Like what, what do you see most people that you engage with? What are they good at? And what do they need? What are they not good at? <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting question because most businesses are, are really good at a few things. They have their core competency, like software companies, SaaS mm-hmm. companies. They're great at building software and thinking ahead about what their customers will need in, in, in their engagement. But, you know, product walkthroughs and demos and inside sales and customer support sometimes is, is where they lack. So it kind of doesn't matter what the industry or the business type, their, their core principles, their core, um, what, what they're really, really good at, they, they can crush those things. There's always a few ancillary tasks in the day-to-day, Josh, that, that we all kind of struggle with. And, and that's what outsourcing can be so effective with, is solving those problems. Yeah. So you've had the opportunity to connect with uh, both the the Kevins, the Shark Tank Kevins, (laughs) Kevin Arrington, Kevin O'Leary. Tell me about like, how'd you get connected with them and, and, and what was that engagement? Well, that's a perfect example of, you know, being able to focus on your core competency and outsource the rest. You know, mm-hmm. Kevin Harrington's a, one of the original sharks and he's great at marketing yeah. and being the spokesman and loves to travel and loves to be the front end piece. The back office stuff isn't exactly his favorite part of running the business. <laughs> so that's where we were able to support in a lot of ways there. And then he's been able to come on with Rocket Station as a as a strategic advisor. And same with uh, O'Leary. He, he liked what we were doing, thought that it's pretty great. They're both big advocates for small and mid-sized businesses, as you know, Josh. And um, and so we were such a, a big proponent for small to mid-market businesses. They really liked what we were doing. So, so they came on as strategic advisors. We're fortunate to have both of them and, and they've been a great asset to us. 
Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, so, Robert, um, why is your why is your business needed so badly in the marketplace? Well, I think that you know nothing has really changed over the last couple of years. The only thing that has really changed is is that businesses have been forced to adapt to this this uh, new normal for a lot of companies. You can see I'm in the office here today, but but not very many people are. Most people are are working from home, and for our clients, you know, there was almost no disruption, Josh, the last. 18 months because they're operating exactly the same way, you know, prior to, to um, the pandemic than, you know, as they are right now. So that wasn't a whole lot of disruption. And that, that was a really, really cool thing for me to be able to see for our clients and for our organization. And it's no different whether, you know, we're in a pandemic or we're not hiring people is hard. And, um, you know, I, I, you, you're great at telling stories and you're a good storyteller, Josh. And like, I, you know, we, I struggled with the day-to-day management of building teams and managing them and leading them to to outcomes. Like I, I think I'm a good leader within my organization. I am not a very good manager. And I used to dread mm-hmm. going into the office every single day. And I think a lot of businesses are the exact same way. And it doesn't matter if you're a, a publicly traded company or you're, you know, a single member LLC and entrepreneur out there trying to crush it. You know, you you talked about core competencies, but then there's only so many hours in the day. So you can't just focus on your core competency as a business owner. You have to do all these other things, whether it's customer support or engagement or actually, you know, for sales teams that you you get on a sales call, but there's a lot of other things that have to happen in the day to day. And that's where where most businesses fail. And that's the same place that that I struggled and failed was actually trying to fulfill all the ancillary tasks around the day to day. And so I think most businesses are very similar with the problems that they face. We're just all serving a different client base in a different industry. So in terms of services, what I see that Rocket Station does, you fulfill these roles and, and kind of staff in these areas, IT support, business development, uh, inside sales, lead gen, bookkeepers, VAs, or e- executive assistants. Uh, which of those product lines would you say is, wh- which are the more popular ones? Well, to you know, people always want to ask about lead generation and, and creating mm-hmm. more opportunity. For us, for example, the, the last, not just quarter, but last six months and going back probably even further, one of the best lead gen um, campaigns that we put together is just had some teams on LinkedIn doing organic outreach, not the cheesy campaigns where you see where people are just offering, um, whether that's a, a free consultation or, or some kind of download or worth, something that's worthless, but really trying to add value in, in, in yeah. engaging in different communities and different groups, trying to solve problems and really be in support system and and just LinkedIn alone, but having the team and the manpower to be able to do that, then be able to make connections and then set appointments. Like we, we've had a ton of opportunity created LinkedIn alone the last few months. So just having teams is, is inside sales, being able to support what we have in our, our setter closer model, the closers are able to close and the, the setters are able to set appointments, send contracts, do everything that they need to do. So that that is a pretty... Um, bread and butter example for us about the way we support sales teams, you know, not just our company, but what, you know, logistics companies and real estate companies, um, sales is kind of the lifeblood of, of any business. So a lot of companies are, are usually interested about, about opportunities within sales. Yeah. 
We're also really good at customer support. So all the day-to-day engagement, talked about community management, answering the phone. Like, I mean, I used to dread opening my email, Josh, because the number of emails that would be in there every day. And a lot of managers and business operators are, are similar, whether it's from Zendesk or whatever CRM you're using or your, your personal inbox. There's just a lot of work there that that has to be done. So all the back office support, the bookkeeping, you know, there's, you know, CPAs are expensive and hiring good help within the finance department is it can can be difficult. So we're really good at supporting the finance teams and, and bookkeeping. So um, really all the, the back office day to day ancillary tasks when we really like to talk about utilization. So if you already have a team supporting those teams, if those teams need to be enhanced in whatever way, then there's potential for growth. But but many times it's just Josh being able to support the teams that that you already have, be able to maximize the opportunity within the organization that already exists. That's usually where we like to start. Yeah. Um, so, in, you know, for those who don't know or those who do know, boy, you know. Um, so using Sales Navigator as a tool on LinkedIn got a whole lot mm, different. Uh, you know, we're recording this, you know, in August uh, 2021. And I think around April or so, um, sales LinkedIn kind of really cut back on outreach access. How have you adapted to that? Um, mostly just through kind of brute force effort and through value add. So we've upped our ad spend is, you know, just to be be totally transparent. We, a lot of people were struggling and complaining, like uh, you're mentioning, because it's kind of been harder the last um, several months to kind of, to figure it out. And so we believe anytime that something is hard, then that just creates opportunities, usually kind of creates a gap. And I don't mean to be cliche or corny about it, but we, we kind of dove in harder. So we upped our ad spin. We've been um, using our network. So we're a part of different mastermind groups across the country, four or five of them. And we've, we've found that we have taken people from our mastermind groups and we do LinkedIn connections where we support each other's posts and we comment and we we boost the engagement there. And then, like I mentioned, I mean, we we just added bodies into our engagement where we are active in groups and we are supporting communities, people who already have big groups and big communities and lots of engagement. It, it takes a lot of a lot of work to to monitor those groups and really add value and be able to support the individual requests and needs. And so um I wish I had a sexy answer for you, but we've just spent <laughs> more money in our, our ad spend. We've kind of gone heavier from that standpoint. And then we've upped the number of people that that we're using to support our groups. And, and for us, we haven't really seen a drop. Uh, we're just looking for more opportunities to be able to continue to, to push in, in the LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, ad, ad spend on LinkedIn itself or just in, in other platforms? Uh, primarily LinkedIn. So it's wow. been on other platforms has pretty much stayed the same recently. Yeah. We, we are increasing what we're putting into LinkedIn. Yeah, that's interesting because I know, um, you know, when, you know, when we've looked at that or we've heard people talk about it, they're like, mm, listen, it's expensive. <laughs> it is. And, and I think that, you know, one of the things that you talk about a lot is being really clear on your intentions when you go into different projects, whatever that may be. And, you know, marketing is for us is a, is a big deal. And so not something that we took lightly, but when we looked at LinkedIn, it's, it's definitely expensive. And it also is um, a little bit different than people are used to with the 
the bit, the auction type format that they have. Um, but, but again, I, I feel kind of like an idiot saying the same thing twice. But like <laughs> no, that is, no I know, keep, I keep trying to pin you down on it. So it's no, me. But because it's hard because it's yeah. like expensive and it's hard. It's yeah. something that there's not that many people competing in and it's all relative, right? Like what does mm-hmm. that not that many mean? Well, compared to Facebook and Google ads and, and everything else that's kind of worn out, there's very few players on LinkedIn. So there's yeah. still a lot of opportunity. And if you're really clear on, on what your deliverables are and what you have to, you can do to, to add value and, and create offers within that flow that LinkedIn's created. I mean, it's still, it's not as good as it used to be. You mentioned they've gone through a lot of changes, but yeah. it's still way better than Facebook or, or the other platforms. Oh, really? Wow. I, I think yeah. so. So you're going to spend more per lead yeah. And LinkedIn, but I think you're going to oh, get much value, a higher value, you know, yeah. prospect for, for what you're spending. I, yeah. So listen, I can agree with you on that. And I know some people would disagree with this sentiment, but uh, you know, anytime that, that we've evaluated the results of advertising, if you're selling B2B, certainly if you're selling a bigger ticket service, Man, Facebook's tough. You, you, you listen. It's really easy to get a lot of, you know, newbies uh, or consumers. That works. Right. Uh, but serious business players, I don't. I don't engage in that way on Facebook. Like right. Facebook is where I go to not talk about business or, you know, maybe there's a couple of groups I participate in, but I certainly don't engage with, oh, what, what's this ad? In front? Oh, yeah. So you know, whereas I'm on LinkedIn and then I'm in a, just in a different zone. Yeah. And I think that um, you put a lot of effort into the community that you've curated and the people that that are part of of all the different groups that you put together and listen to your podcast. And, and it's going to be businesses that are more established and that yeah. are, are real businesses. And that's also the people that we do best with and that, that the playground for um, what you call more established businesses that I totally yep. agree with the playground there is, is LinkedIn. And there's still some more, there's still more opportunity within LinkedIn to be able to target and segment and go after people that you're interested in that, that feels a lot more organic and it still feels um, really powerful, especially compared to, to where Facebook is. So I think LinkedIn is still a great opportunity for anybody who's willing to kind of, you know, take the pain of figuring it out at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you partner with a client and uh, you're going to be staffing out their sales, um, how do you work out your model and your pricing? I mean, I, if someone's like, look, all I know is I got a need right now and I like what Robert's talking about, but it sounds expensive. Yeah. So we, we whether you're a SaaS company, whether you're a logistics company, it doesn't really matter the industry or the business or your size, whether you're publicly traded or not. Everybody, we, we think that there is a process. We think there is a right way to go about hiring and building teams. And it doesn't matter if it's virtual or in office. I'll quickly go through what we think is, is the, the 
three to four steps that every business should go through when hiring. And if anybody was like me, I did this backwards. And this is mm-hmm. impetus for creating all these things because I, I was terrible at this. So most people start kind of at the end of the process by just hiring somebody and then throwing them at the problem. We see it yep. all the time, um, even with companies that are kind of cash strapped and they're, they're looking to save resources. They still know that they have to invest in people to grow. Well, I mean, it's like without a clear roadmap, without clear foundation for what success looks like, just hiring people is usually not a successful formula. It's usually a recipe for disaster. So boy, let me tell you, yeah. yeah, anyone who's been in business and in any length of time and you've tried to outsource your sales or hire someone in for sales, um, I, I feel like everyone needs to fail at that a few times. <laughs> like it's a rite of passage. Yeah. And so you, you talked about the, the process. It's like, so most people that have sales teams, they're, they're frustrated by the efficiency that their sales team can produce. Like basically how many appointments can they be on that appointment to close ratio that everybody's concerned with. But then you look at what the sales teams are doing all day and it's all these things besides just closing appointments. They're having to, to set, to create their own leads and opportunities and then set those appointments and qualify them. And then, you know, um, confirm that the, the, People are going to show up and then chase them afterwards. That's a lot going on. And so you're, you're talking about sales. It's like, if you already have a sales team, you know, the, the process we're going to put you through is the same if you don't have a sales team. But the first thing we're going to do is just really understand your business. It's a discovery and alignment phase where we want to understand what software you're using. We want to understand the CRM, the cadence, how everything works in your business. And because we really want to be aligned with all the ins and outs and the day-to-days of, of what you have going on. And, and we want to export your call logs and look at your Zendesk and really kind of go behind the scenes because we want to come from a data standpoint when it comes to workforce management. So the first thing we do is really just get down to the, to the, we, you know, the nitty gritty, understand your business and where you're trying to go. And, you know, what does the sales team look like for you? And, for most people, it's not a ton different, but we still want want to understand all your needs. From there, we would kind of create a roadmap, which would be first documenting all your systems and processes. So we would take the entire sales pipeline and some companies already have some systems and processes, Josh, mm-hmm. not very many. Is it very robust? I would imagine, clear? yeah, I would imagine, Robert, from your vantage point, you probably see a lot of poorly optimized sales systems. Yeah, exactly. And it's like with great intentions. And I think all employees and, you know, especially sales guys come in, they want to do a great job. And it's like, you know, why is the CRM a mess? And why, why is everything a little bit out of whack? It's not because there's bad intentions. It's just, usually it's because of lack of system process and structure. So we will map out and literally build a, a detailed scope and training map for every single thing that happens within the sales flow and the sales pipeline. And then we go hire teams to fill that, that role. So that those are kind of the, the big steps that everybody's familiar with. And we just feel like most people kind of go backwards. They, they start by hiring and don't really have very good foundational materials or training materials to put people through. So we start 
with that foundation, then we hire people. And then kind of the last step, Josh, is, the, is that onboarding process. Yeah. Do they have everything that they need to be successful? Do they understand what's expected of them? Do they have clear communication channels? And we're guiding and, and holding your hand through that entire process to make sure that that team member is integrated, just like any other team member would be. So it functions and feels just like you know any employee that, that you would hire. So um, that is kind of the long-winded answer of the <laughs> four steps that we put everybody through. So your sales team, that, yeah. that's what we would do. Just get to know them, map it all out, then put the right team members in place and then create a glide path for great onboarding. You know, just, uh, oh man, we're out of time, darn it. <laughs> I, I had a lot more questions I wanted to ask about the sales process. But um, so your website, rocketstation.com, uh, when somebody goes there, they're like, yes, I would definitely love to scale up certain part of my, uh, you know, of our uh, business. If it's, you know, everything from bookkeeping to lead gen to uh, IT support, customer service. Um, and so when they go to your website, uh, th- there's a big yellow button there. It says schedule a discovery call. Is that kind of the first place you'd recommend they go? Yeah. And I would love for them to mention you in your show so that, that we don't care whether you're going to hire our teams or not. If you've got questions about how you know, outsourcing could impact you or, or how to do this effectively. And you want some guidance or just some Q&A on your business. We're happy to spend 20, 30, 45 minutes with you and answer questions and, and give you any resources that you need to be successful. So rocketstation.com, like you mentioned, there's that yellow button schedule time now. And we're happy to talk with, with anybody that, that's interested or, or just wants to learn more about how to delegate, outsource, do things more efficiently. Mm. All right. Well, again, Robert Nickel, founder CEO of Rocket Station, found on the web at rocketstation.com. Robert, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, 
That's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.